0: Episode 54, progressivism. If there's one rallying cry of our age, it's probably progress. Progress entails moving towards something specific. So it's pretty strange that so few people ask, what is progressivism progressing towards? What is the aim of progressivism? If you ask a thousand people nowadays, is progress good? probably 999 of them will say absolutely and think that it's a question that shouldn't even need to be asked because it's so obvious that progress is good. But the very word progress implies a finality, a goal towards which we're moving. And if you ask those same 1,000 people what progress is moving towards, the same number of people will probably not have any answer for you. This should be a troubling phenomenon for us since our whole civilization is based on the motto of progress, and yet no one can even give any hint of what we're moving towards. This is what our whole culture is built on. People make their political decisions, decisions that impact them themselves, their well-being, their families, their children, on whether or not someone is progressive or not, and this is pretty insane if you take a step back and think about it it would be as if you're driving along a highway in the middle of nowhere and you see someone walking along the highway and you're concerned and so you pull over and say uh, can i help you get somewhere and they say i can't i can't stop and talk i'm trying to get there and you say where are you trying to get i could help you and they say i'm just walking and i can't waste time talking to you i just, i gotta keep going otherwise i'm gonna slow down and not get there and they say i'm just i'm just going now Someone who says that could be, even though they want to keep going, they could be getting further and further away from where they actually need to be or want to be. But that's the state of a typical progressive now. It's that they don't know what they want. They just know that they need to keep going. And by keep going, they generally mean not being satisfied with what is or what has been and just wanting to change. Actually, that might be understating it a bit. It's that They have a conviction that what is and what has been is positively bad, and that there must be a good in the future, and that is attained by rejecting what is and what has been. This is why progressivism and liberalism are pretty much synonymous with hatred of tradition, hatred of the past. This is also why progressivism is almost synonymous with hatred of Christianity, Western civilization in general, which is built upon Christianity, built upon objective moral principles. So progressivism is not just a political ideology, it's a philosophical view of the world. It's a, it's a worldview. We tend to think, I guess because of Darwin and Hegel and others, that coming later in time means that it's better, or that what comes later in history, later in time, is, has evolved in a positive way, has adapted itself so that it might become better. And so, to be a political progressive or liberal is not just a political stance, it's a philosophical stance that holds to particular views, like Darwinism and a Hegelian view of history or a Marxist view of history. So that's where the sleight of hand is done. Most people feel afraid to oppose progress because our minds have been so formed by modern culture to believe that opposition to progress means that you are opposed to, say, science, opposed to improvement, etc. But when someone says they're progressive, that's masking a whole worldview that needs to be questioned. If someone says, why do you want to go back to, I don't know, the Middle Ages or even the 1950s, that is a ploy to put you on your heels. It's already assuming and, and begging the question that progress is always good or rather that changing what has been is always good and is always for the better, simply because it is happening later in time. So the response needs to be a questioning of that assumption. You know, you need to say to that person, if what comes later is always better, that implies that there is some best that we are striving for. What is that best? And you'll find that there's usually no response to that because the underlying thought really is just throwing off any restraining or restricting principle in the past that flows from an objective moral view of the world or the idea that there is a God and therefore there is a objective moral order or that we are subservient to something. And they want to reject any such principle, any cultural phenomenon that flows from or leads to such a principle. And so progressivism isn't so much about progress, it's about uh, destruction. It's about destruction of the past. I talked about this a bit in my Politics and Religion episode, that we tend to assume that the political realm is neutral, and so all of these uh, discussions about progress and all that, they can be engaged in because they're just aiming at a secular, neutral kind of view of the world, but they're not. They have It's based on very strong philosophical and theological assumptions of these people that hold to materialism, Which denies the human soul, denies the existence of God, and therefore denies uh, objective moral order. All of that's tied up in the ideology of progressivism. We tend to think, well, I'm religious, but I can also be progressive because that's just a political thing, not a personal religious thing. It's neutral, it's political, but it's not. It's very much theological and philosophical. And the The great victory that progressivism has won in recent decades and centuries is to make us believe that we can be progressive and also be religious people. It's impossible. It's impossible to be progressive and to be religious. Or rather, I should say, it's impossible to be progressive and to be traditionally religious because the very assumptions, the very philosophical, metaphysical, sociological assumptions of progressivism are diametrically opposed to traditional religion. Progressivism, in general, rejects the past. Well, our whole civilization, our whole culture, our whole Christian religion is rooted in the past in a very real way in history. And progress of civilization in a real, authentic sense of progress is based on the assumptions of that religion. So to be progressive in the sense of denying the past or thinking that the past represents ignorance is, of course, incompatible with traditional Christianity. To think that belief in the soul or belief in God is based on superstition and that therefore the more enlightened path is materialism is obviously diametrically opposed to traditional religion. You might say that uh, progressivism takes the view of freedom that is the false view of freedom. I did an episode on what is freedom that talked about the authentic Christian view of freedom that it's not just freedom from all constraint. It's actually freedom to do good. Well progressivism holds that freedom is freedom from all constraint. And that is incompatible with traditional religion. So you cannot be consistent political progressive and a faithful Christian. Those are just two worldviews that clash at pretty much every significant point. And most of the time, if you identify as a progressive and a Christian, when those two worldviews clash, Christianity gives way to progressivism. That's just how it is, and I think everyone recognizes that, that if you know someone who identifies as a progressive and a Christian, they generally side with the creed of progressivism whenever their Christian creed tells them something different. And it's kind of interesting, uh, I've mentioned Dr. Edward Fazer many times, especially in our earlier episodes, and he says one of the biggest mistakes of the modern era is getting rid of what we call final causality, It's one of Aristotle's causes. There's four causes that he points out, material, efficient, formal, and final. And final causality is that for which you do something, like a purpose, that there is a purpose to uh, what you do. So if you get rid of that because you're a materialist and you don't believe there's actually a goal or a purpose because that implies intelligence, if you reject final causality because you reject purpose and design and intelligence in the world, then not only does it get rid of the possibility of God and that there is a purpose for humanity and that therefore there are objective good and evil, there are moral principles by which we actually fulfill our nature or thwart our nature, it also, in addition to all that, undercuts progressivism. Because if you don't have a final cause that is a goal or a purpose, then what does progress even mean? If everything is material and it's the product of chaos, then progressivism is incoherent. Everything is just chaos. Uh, Going forward or backward doesn't really mean anything. There's no perfection that we're aiming towards. So on the whole, progressivism is pretty much incoherent because it undercuts what would be necessary for a real idea of progress. Like for example, a Christian can be a progressive in the sense that we believe that history is heading towards a fulfillment, a consummation, and Christ comes again and so to progress means to grow in holiness and to dispose the world more perfectly towards holiness. But if you take the current idea of progress, it's self-defeating because it entails rejection of final causality. Therefore, it rejects the notion of actual purpose and progress in nature and in history. So progressives hold to something that really only Christians can hold in a real way. Only a Christian can see progress in history Only a Christian can see progress in a culture or in an individual life because only Christians really hold to a goal-orientedness of history and the world because we believe in providence, we believe in an intelligent creator of the world that is moving all things towards a final consummation. And this is why the whole, if you want to call them like intra-Catholic wars, are really important in the sense that it's not just a reflection of the political order it's not just that there are conservatives and liberals in the political order and therefore there are liberals and conservatives or progressives and conservatives or progressives and traditionalists in the church it's a very different thing within the church because progressivism and liberalism in the sense that we use them now are incompatible with christianity so you cannot be a liberal christian or a progressive christian and also be Uh, an orthodox and faithful Christian. It's just simply not possible. I'm not condemning anyone that holds these views because many people are ignorant of the underlying contradictions here, but if we reflect on them, they really are two opposing worldviews. That's why you cannot be a progressive or a liberal in the current sense of those words, a progressive or a liberal Christian, a progressive or a liberal Catholic. And that's why the influence of progressivism and liberalism as understood today cannot be allowed within the church and why it presents a very dangerous influence in the church and and that's why it's no surprise that people that self-identify that way as liberal or progressive catholics often are in conflict with the actual teaching of the church if you present them with with what the catechism says on abortion on abortion or on contraception or on marriage they will reject that or, or try to wiggle their way out of it and side with the progressive or liberal political position on that point. So in summary, we need to see through the mask here that progressivism is not just a political position, it's not just a, an assumption that we should accept that all things are better now because we are in 2022 and not in 1950 or not in 1500 or not in 800. These assumptions need to be questioned. What is progress about? We have an answer to that as Christians. We have an answer about what the consummation of the world is. We have an answer about what God's goal for the world is and what our life is about and what we ought to do because of those facts. Whereas so-called progressives or liberals do not have an answer to that. And that's a that's something we need to point out. And that's something that it's a weakness we need to exploit because it's doing so much damage to make everyone think that history always evolves for the better or that human beings always evolve for the better, etc. And that because of that, we trash the past or we trash tradition or we trash cultural norms or we trash Western civilization and that we trash most of all uh, the Christian religion. That's not something we can accept, but those are things that are necessary assumptions of progressivism and liberalism. So do a little soul searching, a little prayer. When the Christian faith comes into conflict with the political or cultural norms today, which one do you side with? It's a really important question to ask yourself. If my faith tells me one thing, but our progressive culture tells me another, which one gives way? Which one wins out? Thank you for listening to Catholic Daily Brief. Please share this podcast with your family members and friends. Give us a five-star rating and a good review, and consider becoming a member of patreon.com slash catholicdailybrief. God bless.